Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I am James Haskell, along my co-host Glenn Martin and DK in the background. By the way, I looked it up the other day. We have done a thousand plus videos. Really? Over a thousand videos. Nice. Yeah. So welcome to the thousand XX one XXXX video. At, um, hold on. Did you just do triple X video? This is ladies and gentlemen. No, no, what I mean is show. that like, I don't know the exact thousand, is, but I know okay. it's one and All right. three numbers it's, after that. You out three X's, bro. No, I'm trying to tell you, this shirt's staying on. <laughs> oh gosh. Point being, we're here to talk about the left guard for the Baltimore Ravens, and we're excited right. to do so. Um, I think we have some varying opinions, and we'd love to get yours. So before we get into it, hit the subscribe button. Leave us all your comments down below in reference to the content. And uh, without any further ado, Glenn, let's talk about it. Left guard for the Baltimore Ravens. Really quickly, let me just lay the, the, the groundwork. At every other position basically on the line from right tackle you know, to, to left tackle is lined up. You got Morgan Moses. You got Kevin Zeitler. You got um, Linderbaum. And then you got question mark at left guard. And then you got Ronnie Stanley already a ridiculous line on paper as far as talent continuity uh, and potential for this season but left guard is going to be crucial because ben powers signed a huge contract 30 seconds after free agency opened up with the denver broncos no back channeling there of course um but he got his deal done and we're super happy for him but that leaves a, a gaping hole for the ravens so mm -hmm. really what i want to do is kind of start this off with what our options are there uh at left guard yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a this is a big year for a lot of these guys that are looking to compete for some starting positions, mm -hmm. um, and if they want to hopefully be like what do what Ben Powers did last year, went from a guy who was fringe to even make the team to being a guy who landed a massive contract in free agency and set his family up, um, you know, for the long term. So yeah, let's see who's in the runnings as we kind of see it right now. So. The first guy that I think jumped to most people's minds was Ben Cleveland, the former third-round pick out of Georgia a couple years back, uh, who has all the size you would ever want at 6'6", 357, but you know, he's had some injury issues and battled those. He's also been moved around quite a bit on the offensive line as they try and find a spot for him. Um, so that's one, that's one competitor for the spot. The next one is John Simpson, 25-year-old uh, out of Clemson who's played – uh, this is his first season here with the Ravens as he uh, is, is coming over from a different team. He's 6'4", 330. He was the early kind of – he was the guy getting the first team reps in the first round of OTAs after he was brought in. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of the odds-on favorite as of, you know, then to, to eventually take over the spot. Uh, but he's since been <clears throat> supplanted, at least in the, the last round of OTAs, by another surprising, I think, add to this competition. And – you know, I, one day we're going to have to try and get his name, like, pronounced. But it, 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 they, go, they call him Sala. He's the six foot six rookie tackle out of Oregon who they put at left guard and apparently didn't miss much of a beat. I mean, I know the pads aren't on yet. We don't see a lot of hitting. But what we're hearing out of camp is that he didn't look like a rookie being put in a different position. He looked like a guy who fit uh, with the ones he was playing with. So, Right now, those uh, those are the top three, and then of course you got Patrick McCarry, who you know is always going to be in the running of every position of question because he can play all five positions and play them at at least a decent level. Uh, so the question is, does Patrick McCarry insert himself being one of the five best on the team and force his way on to the field at left guard, or does he stay as that that Swiss Army knife super uh, replacement figure who could come in and play virtually everywhere if there was a game day injury? 
So those are the guys. Am I missing anyone? Oh, matter of fact, I am missing one, Jimbo. Daniel Fa uh, Lele. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I didn't even, yeah. yeah 6'8", 380 out of Minnesota. Played uh, some right tackle, played some left tackle. But some say he's got the bend. He's got the athleticism to play left guard. So let's see the big guy in there. Imagine him moving people on the inside at 6'8", 380. Is that it? Is that all? Who's I, who's I think that's it. I think you got okay. it down. Okay. Got lots of names, lots of syllables. Yep. Um, you got it all down, Glenn. Uh, so really, I think that Glenn and I have been, and DK, have been having this discussion a lot off air, and I'm glad we're talking about on air because I think it's a juicy one. Ultimately, I think there are a couple uh, fields of thought here when it comes to the offensive line. And, and I subscribe probably to all of them, so it makes it a little bit more difficult, is that you know, you want to have your best five because they're a unit, right? They have to have some some synergy off of one another. They have to work as one. It's like ballet, but massive guys, right? <laughs> like mm -hmm. they have to all work together and depend on one another. It's a team within a team. And yep. so you want your five best guys out there. But that sometimes comes at a cost because what can happen is if a young guy starts to stand out who you drafted to eventually fill in another role, you know, then then you move him over to that, to 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 a different position because he's just better. Do you give up any future potential to have him play the secondary position that you didn't initially uh, register so, or uh, excuse me, um, expect him to play to play? So I feel like there's a lot going on here, and um, I think really what it's going to come down to. I mean, what are the names that are? Do you think all those names you just mentioned are actually at play to start? Because to me, only a few of them are. I mean, who so? I'll give you mine if you want. You can add to that list if you feel like. Yeah, tell, tell me who you so, think are in actual competition. Yeah, so I think Ben Cleveland. I think okay. Sabla. I think Falele. And I think Simpson. Well, who else did, does that leave off the list? Oh, McCary? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't. I just don't think McCary. Not that he has some talent to. I just don't think it's the best thing for us. Well, then that's the only guy you took off my list is McCary. Okay. All right. Uh, well, look, I'll, I'll trim it down. I don't think Simpson gets the job. I think it's honestly, if you had to put my feet to the really? fire, I think it's one of those three. Interesting. Okay. And is it because you just believe in their talent or, I mean, cause we haven't seen a lot of John Simpson. Is this his first year right. here after being uh, drafted by the Raiders, but he's got a lot more experience than those other guys. And some are saying I'd rather have the experienced, yeah. you know, guy than, than some of these young guys. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Part of it is, um, it's just my bias because I know more about the other guys, but also I wonder how much the Ravens have a little bit more faith in guys that have been, well, it's a new system, but they've been in the building longer. I, I don't know how much that matters ultimately um, as far as chances to get reps and, and things like that. So he might have some road to cover, right. To make up uh, as far as getting the reps on the first team, being able to show out and things like that when the Ravens just simply might say, well, we know this guy, let's plug him in here. Cause this is what we kind of had planned, right? We yeah. penciled in Ben Cleveland. So he's going to get the ones for 70% of training camp or whatever the breakdown is. Right. So there might not be enough time for him to simply be the week one. Yeah, it couldn't be, it, it, but it also, you know, might not be enough time to get a rookie up to speed because a lot of people True. are saying Sala because of, of his natural, you know, Look, he's a big guy, 6'6", 330, but he can bend, he can move, he's athletic. I think the big thing is you have to be able to you have to be able to fit what Todd Munkin's doing. And we don't really know what Todd Munkin's offense is going to look like. So the so 
it's tough for us from the outside to predict because this isn't Greg Roman's offense where we could go, well, you know, you need to have these traits. You need to have these. I, I don't really know. So I guess we can probably read into some of what Munkin's going to be running with who they decide to go with at left guard. They could be yeah. banking on on over like the height of their game, their, their potential ceiling, or they could go with the guy who has the, the higher floor. And maybe they look at, J, at John Simpson with his experience as a guy who maybe has a higher floor, maybe not the ceiling of some of those young guys and, and kind of hope that what they could be if given the opportunity. I, I, I kind of like him entertaining the idea of Daniel Falele. I, I know mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's so big. I mean, he's big by any standard of what position you put him in. You could put him in left guard or left tackle, right tackle. He's going to be big for whatever position, but he's certainly big for guard. I, I think that he's unique and that he's just so incredibly athletic. Remember he was put it, he was a ball carrier at times in college. I mean, not not very often, but just the fact they would think of him tells you his athleticism. He also caught a couple passes in red zone situations. What do you think about them putting that monster out there? And just imagine, I know he's big, but it's 6'8", 380. Who's in front of him that he's not moving? And if that's the case, then why not put him out there? Yeah, as my green screen goes down. Um, Pay no attention. So ultimately, I don't want Falele there. Like under very uh, limited circumstances or specific circumstances, would I only under those circumstances would I want him to be there. The reason is because I think Falele's upside, you just talked about it. He's uber-athletic, ridiculously large. I mean, if you think of any comparison you could make to you know him, it would only be Orlando Brown Jr. as far as like a league-wide comparison because of the sheer mass. Yeah. And and so and ultimately depending on that, and I think he's way more athletic than Orlando Brown Jr. I think he moves better. And now he might not be as experienced as a football player because he's still newer to football, but his upside is incredible. And to me, I think you kind of um cut that off at the knees if you're putting him in at left guard and not letting him develop behind a Morgan Moses and eventually letting him step into that right tackle position. Uh, so I, I just, I want him to stay there. I don't want to see another Tyree Phillips situation where it's like, Oh, this week you're here next week. You're there next week. You're there next week. You're there. I think that's what McCarry's for. Let McCarry do that. That's what we paid him for. Um, I, I just don't want to see Falele do that, but I also understand your point in that. Like he's a road he's better. Yeah. If he's just better then how long can you just sit as a bat? You, you wouldn't rather have him as a, as a, as a learning backup behind a guy who never gets hurt if you know he's the better left guard than who's you running out there and he could help you win. All right. That's the problem. If you're a coach, you're going, yeah, I do see him as a future right tackle and cornerstone there, but Morgan Moses just turned 32 years old. It's not like it's a guarantee. He's, I mean, I don't think he's going to stop playing. So if he does stop playing, it just will be here. He stops playing. He goes elsewhere. Sure. So I don't know, because I look at it like, this is like, say you do that this year. Then you got to start him next year at right year tackle. Three, you got to play him, which is I think him. the year that ultimately I think Morgan is gone after this year. Signed a three-year deal. I think but then you got to pay Falele the following year, and he'll be more ex- likely more expensive. But he could be better. He could be on the up, the up. Yeah, you swing. Yeah. I because we kind of talked about this off air, and I was thinking, man, you're right. You got to pay him. And I was like, well, there might even though you pay him more, there might be more value in the dollar because he can be on the upswing, right? Like. The Ravens were willing to pay Orlando Brown Jr. right tackle money, as far as I know. He just yeah. didn't want to play right tackle. True. So yeah. ultimately, if I think what it comes down to, Glenn, is if you think he can be that or some semblance of that, I think you hold. 
And if you got to play McCarry there, it's what you got to do, right? If, if mm. Ben Cleveland really can't come in in year three and take the dang job, like Today. cut bait now, like what else yeah. are you waiting for? You know what I mean? If well, because he's cheap talent. I mean, he's at yeah. least cheap backup. Like, I yeah, mean, that's true. if you put him in a box and keep him in just the role, he, he, you know, you know, he can do well, like he yeah, graded out the goal line. Well, he graded out pretty pretty decently when in the time he was in there, but that's because they don't ask him to do anything yeah. outside of what they think he can do. Right. So at, at least you have a cheap guy that you know you could put in in those specific roles and he could get that job done. I just look at it like whoever it is. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care who it is, Salah, Falele, if give everyone a shot at left guard from like in camp. Yeah. And if you see a guy take it, then let him take the job and run with it because yeah. if he's your best guard, I want him out there. I don't want him sitting and training yeah. to be your 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 next year tackle or your two year from now tackle mm -hmm. if he's your best guard today. And I'll tell uh, you what, I'll tell you what, Glenn. I like the I'm liking more and more the idea of Salah, uh, only because I think that he ultimately his issue long term might be the strength at tackle. Mm. Uh, where I think inside at guard, obviously you need strength everywhere, but I think some of that could be masked. You know, and he's still got thing. pretty elite athleticism. If you're talking guards, like his yeah. lateral movement is great. Um, he's already shown, he's already impressed some coaches. So I feel like that, you know, between his, his ability to pick up the offense and his athleticism, uh, while he might lack some strength, I think this could give him an opportunity to plug right in there. And I think that would be exciting. And then, you know, future Think about, you know, future, you got a young guy in Falele, you got a young guy in, in, uh, in Linderbaum and you got a young guy in Sala that becomes your new anchor to this offensive line moving forward. And you build around those three that could also be extremely exciting. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I hope that it's Salah ultimately. Uh, I wouldn't have said that coming into this, but reading some reports and watching some videos about the Ravens being excited about him. Uh, I, I, I hope that it's Salah. And is there, do you look at like, cause we talked about other, you know, position groups, uh, in previous videos and we talked about look you know you might need to go look elsewhere and see what's available or maybe look to see a contract dispute and a guy gets cut late do you look at right. this position as definitely being filled by someone currently on the roster or do you predict that there could be uh, a late camp addition if they if the coaches don't feel like they have what it you know what it takes i think ultimately it would take a lot for them to go outside okay uh, i think that they stay inside i mean a lot of guys would have to get scratched off the list you're going cleveland simpson sala falele mccary like yeah that's a list for you to then mm -hmm. turn around and say dang we gotta we gotta get another slobber knocker in here to take up another roster spot we've drafted a thousand bends to play left guard and we can't find one not one right? of them took it all them you know bends. I mean? yeah come on man been there done that that <laughs> wasn't bad, actually. That wasn't bad, Jimbo. You know, so uh, yeah, because there is some names out there, but I I agree with you. I think it comes from the guys currently yeah. on the roster. Um, so are you saying guys, they better then, ultimately? No, I think I that's who I I'm just hopeful because he's just so big, and I still I think his athleticism it's is intriguing. there enough yeah. to where it's not going to hold him back. So. Uh, but I, I think it's either him or I hopeful it's either him or Salah. I hope it's one of those yeah. two guys. I think they're big, they're athletic. They got a, a, a lot of, uh, like, we don't know what the ceiling is for, for a guy, you know, like Falele or Salah. So yeah, I hope it's one of those two guys. I don't want it to be Ben Cleveland. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd much rather than Ben, cause I think he lacks athleticism. I, I think he lacks love for the game. Um, and I think that's, what's ultimately holding him back is lack of passion. Uh, for the sport, 
And you certainly need that if you're going to play at the highest level in the trenches. But let us know what you guys think. Who do you who do you think's the favorite? Who do you hope ultimately hope wins the job? And who are you hoping doesn't get the job? Is there any kind of worst case where, oh my goodness, I don't want this guy getting it? Let us know in the comments below and we'll talk soon. See ya. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.